They bought snakes and everything. Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. It's very late on Wednesday night and Stoke City have beaten Derby County by two goals to one. The last time I did one of these solo midweek podcasts was after the Wigan game, which was definitely the lowest point of our season. And I thought it's only right that I commemorate the highest point of our season so far, in my opinion anyway. With a bit of a post-match gathering together of my thoughts, because goodness me, there was a hell of a lot to digest from that game. I have to say, Stoke City were magnificent tonight. To a man, uh, Baratabo, we played brilliantly. This was not a result I saw coming at all, particularly after QPR, I thought. Uh, that Frank Lampard's team were going to come here and they were going to win. Uh, when I saw the team sheet, I was not confident. I'd been crying out for more creativity. And then to see uh, what I saw as a central central midfielder playing the place of a winger, to see Bojan not even in the 18, I thought that was a very worrying white flag. And I had this sense of dread from from the moment the team was announced. And lo and behold, we dug it out. We played absolutely superbly. It might have been the case that the red card galvanised the team and it definitely played a part in, in galvanising the fan base against the referee and the, and the Derby County players. But that is not to take anything away from what those 10 men plus substitutes did tonight. I thought, that is the Stoke we have wanted to see all season. We've wanted to see guts, fight, character. And let's no, make no bones about it. Skill as well. Skill and precise passing and calm heads on the ball. I think the front three in particular personified that. Not only was it a backs-against-the-wall, full-hearted display, it was a display with skill and intelligence as well. And that has to be applauded. A little word on the Derby County supporters. I mean, they have had... They've had a bloody lovely day, haven't they? Um... I mean, fair play to the uh, sellers of toy snakes in Derby. They've had a particularly strong week. And it was very nice to see them being held aloft in held aloft in, in tribute to Gary Rowett. I mean, there was a fair few. Way too many for a collection of grown adults to seriously bring to a football match. But there you go, they've brought the they've brought the snakes. And uh, they give Rowett shit, which is their right, you know. Gary Rowett, blah blah Frank Lampard, Spy Miami. And yeah, they looked, They really enjoyed their equaliser, didn't they? Oh, they had a big bounce up and down. Oh, here we go, we're going to do a bounce. And then <laughs> it's a former Derby County player who wins it for Gary Rowett's boys. And they have roadworks as well. Um... You might be able to tell I'm a bit hoarse. Uh, those last 10 minutes are what football is all about for me. I was shouting myself silly at every refereeing decision, every throw-in, every 
why didn't you take that into the corner, Edwards? Every little grain of that match became massively important, and that's what I've wanted. Not only this season, but all last season, and most of Hughes' season before that. I've just wanted to care that much again, and this team made me fucking care. It made me fucking proud to be a Stoke fan. I was utterly, utterly delighted to be a Stoke fan tonight. I was kicking every ball with them. I was shouting at everything. And that's why we watch football. It isn't in any any sense of the word to do with what league we're in or what kind of fan you are. It's how football makes you feel. And if football can make me feel like it made me feel tonight, then it justifies everything. It justifies the fact I came down here on my own from Lytham St. Anne's and basically potted about Stoke for five hours just to see this game. And goodness me, it's so lovely when football can repay you like that. I'm absolutely buzzing. I'm like a Derby County fan at one all. I am bouncing tonight. We were just so good. And having said everything I've said about Rower, and a lot of it, pretty much all of it still stands, I still have my doubts, of course I do. But to give us that glimpse into, into Stokes' identity, that pretty much is Stokes' identity to me. Fight guts character, playing well in the face of face of adversity. That's what we're about as a club, as a city. Beautiful. Individual performances that stand out. Sido Berahino, I doff my cap to you, sir. I have slagged him off time after time after time, but he right now is our best centre forward, and he's holding off players as if he has the build of a man twice his size. Have you seen that cow in the news that's like three times the size of all the other fucking cows? It's like it's like Sido's one of them, except he's tiny and skinny, but he's just holding the ball up for, for fun. Watch our two goals again. You'll see the massive role, Sido. And let's not forget, he's not only isolated, but playing in a 10-man system that doesn't suit him. He holds up that ball so well for both goals, and I honestly did not think he had it in him. Bravo, Sido Berry, you know, bravo. Sam Klukas, again, as I said before, did not expect what I had pegged as a central midfielder to deliver that kind of performance on the left-hand side of the pitch. I was very concerned when he started ahead of McLean, but wow, again, combining that work ethic, that doggedness, but with clear, intelligent decision-making, picking the right pass, not panicking, closing down his man, looking for players. Excellent, excellent footballer. I'm really pleased with his start. A goal and assist... In on his only his second start for Stoke, that is very very promising, and also the man who scored the winner, Tom Ince. I thought he was instrumental 
without him, we don't win that, that that game as well as everyone else played. We needed Tom Ince, guile, creativity. He must have run more than any other game he's played in because he was going back to front, back to front. But he was combining that with, again, that decision-making. And he wasn't afraid. He was Sometimes you can watch him and he, he seems afraid to take his ball back on, afraid to try something. He wasn't afraid, which given the context of the game is quite something. He was brilliant today. So that's all our front three. The front three I'd worried about not creating enough and not being able to create chances for us in a game where we're as pinned back as we are. To be that great is a testament to all three players. Also at the back, Eric Peters, we do miss him when, when he's not playing. He He's just magnificent. He's like made of granite. That was just exemplary from Eric. And long may that continue as he uh, works his way back into the side. And again, another player I've slagged off. Ashley Williams, I thought, was faultless at the back. I thought he looked like a Premier League centre-half. Brilliant. Jack Butland, brilliant. Martina and Shawcross, they they definitely caught their fair share of flight, but you can't fault them. Joe Allen, again, you can't fault Joe Allen. Fantastic, lads. This is such a contrast to after the Wigan game where I basically went through the entire squad and called them all dog piss. This is such such a blessed relief for us. Of course, this needs to be the igniting point in the season. This needs to be the game that starts the train. Because this can't be a flash in the pan result. We need to build on this. To take the scalp of Derby County, media darlings, everyone loves them, Frank Lampard's Derby, all the rest of them. To take that scalp with 10 men when we weren't fancy, not even by our own fans, is a hell of an achievement. But we need to build on this. Let's go and fucking take Reading on Saturday. Let's go and murder them. Then we can build up ahead of steam. And then maybe... We, we, we will be able to do something. Put your feet up tonight, Gary. Have a pint. Have some snake juice. You've earned it, mate. Bravo. We needed this. We really, really needed this. Go on, Stoke. <laughs>